0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the pdku podcast what is the good word got dylan jay here with me we're going to talk about some shit today it's been a while a couple weeks we we did like hardcore like degenerate gambling play poker pretty consistently for a week out of it and then there was nothing uh so we, we ain't really been busy doing anything productive as a while. we haven't done podcasts other than playing poker and then not doing absolutely anything so No excuses other than that, really, but a lot has happened. It's like every day some shit happens.
1: It's breaking down. The matrix that's been built is crumbling day by day. The banking system's going wild. The entertainment industry has got proof of being fixed left and right. We got bank runs. We got... um, the world war 3 about to <laughs> boil always in the background just rumbling right it's lovely that we get to talk about that on a regular basis and just hope that it never occurs but we all know it's imminent and it just keeps it keeps escalating is the problem it just every day it just
0: keeps getting more uh culturally chris rock did a stand up on netflix live i guess it's been what a week now week and a half something about like that, that uh he went live to the netflix i didn't watch it live but i did go back and watch it later uh so we'll talk about that uh redfield testified in a uh, senate hearing congressional hearing one or the other i can't remember i watched it um but they were talking it was the the whole thing was about the origins of covid and uh redfield was the head of the cdc he was a part of the covid response team so his testimony was pretty interesting and we'll definitely talk about that uh, and then also within a day or two of that, Matt Taibbi and there was another journalist who helped work with him on the Twitter files. Uh, they also testified in front of, again, a Senate, a Senate or a congressional hearing group. Who was the um, head prosecutor? I guess it was that? Jordan. So it was Congress. OK. And then um, and the other one, fuck, it might have been Congress, too, actually, because
1: the Redmond. The Redfield we're one? Yeah, Redfield. yeah, because yeah, that was Marjorie Taylor Green, right?
0: She's a Congresswoman. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess they both were. Yeah. Uh, well that makes sense because they got Congress. So that's that's why they're able to
1: do what they need to do yeah. and interview who they need to interview.
0: Yeah, and it's it's kind of wild. Um, I don't know. It, with with the imminent news, what do you think? Uh would you want you want to dive into the bank run first, that's the most the, the most uh, current events is going on right now. It is
1: um, impacting a lot of the market. It's the one of the biggest banks supporting venture capitalism. A lot of the tech businesses that we've seen blow up in the last couple of years, and they've um, overextended themselves in a FTX fashion. And the public is watching as the government gears up to do another bailout of these big banks that have overextended themselves. And, you know, the everyday individual doesn't get assistance when they overextend themselves. Typically, if you get more money out of your bank account. Then your is in your bank account. Yeah, They're going to fine you yeah. for pulling that money They're out of your bank They're going to charge you account. more money for not having enough money. Hey, hey, what are you doing? But they overextend themselves with Constantly. this. Constantly. Oh, every bank in the country. Um, and the federal government steps in to help them. The Fed is going to print more money. So the money printer goes burr. And we see what Bitcoin does, exchange rate, because we all know what the end amount of Bitcoin is going to be. You don't know what the end amount of dollar bills is going to be. Because the end amount of dollar bills is going to be CBDCs printed into the trillions. I don't even know what the next number behind trillions is. Because there's a number when you right. get to quadrillions, a, maybe or, it, I know that's there, but I don't know exactly. if it's immediately after, but yeah, but that's where the dollar is going to end up. Bitcoin's going to end up at 21 million. And then we're going to f- do business inside of an economy that isn't manipulated by these forces. We don't want to be controlling our money. And look at
0: CNN like good propagandists uh, putting out an article. The SVB collapse was driven by the first Twitter-fueled bank run. Uh, So the massive amount of customer withdrawals that led to the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank had all the hallmarks of an old-fashioned bank run, but with a new twist uh, befitting the primary industry the bank served, much of it unfolded online. Customers withdrew $42 billion in a single day last week from Silicon Valley Bank, leaving the bank with $1 billion in a negative cash balance, the company said, in a regulatory filing. And ultimately, what's been going on, too, is the big banks have been seeing an increase in deposits. Because obviously, if these smaller banks that have funded a lot of things are going under i think
1: etsy was affected by this i heard too i think they there's multiple of these really big name tech startups that are being impacted by this currently
0: and it's got a uh, ripple effect i mean it's gonna it's gonna continue to happen because now you're seeing you know uh Again, smaller banks get affected by it because people are now getting scared and thinking they need to get their money out of there and then move it into something they they would deem to be more secure, safe, like a a Chase or a PNC or you know one of these huge and so J.P. Morgan. A
1: conspiracy theorist might say that the reason these bigger banks that are backing all of these smaller banks are allowing this to happen is to consolidate everyone's money so that you can push out the cbdc's oh yeah yeah i mean that's you know and
0: it it's like is it that obvious or is there even something worse you know behind it obviously there's a distraction from not uh not talking about world war Three, not talking about how corrupt. Uh, the Biden administration and family is not talk about how yet another chemical leak fucking 15 minutes away from where we're at 20 minutes away from where we're at New Albany, Indiana. There, We're was a- not
1: in the best shape right now, and we literally could run to that within six hours right i'm I mean, being i'm being yeah. <laughs> fair to No, us, i mean li- literally shape. you know it's, literally yeah. it's
0: a 20 minute drive to new right. albany i mean it's not right across the original traffic you're there at 15 really depending upon where there's that they shut down parts of 65 today uh which is a major interstate here in, in kentucky
1: so it's uh you know and no, no, we you, still I, haven't heard what it is that... We haven't heard what came from the Ohio. Like, have you seen it on nah, the mainstream
0: media? Nah, nah, it just kind of falls off. They don't want to talk about it. Again, we got a bank run happening right now. You know what I mean? So, and it's kind of like I was talking to Charlene about earlier. I, you know, Alex Jones, when I first started listening to him, every once in a while, you know, he had play the uh, the air raid sirens to start his show. You know, the, you know, hit those, and he'd be like, bombshell information, you know, and it's like and now it's like every other day you know he could i mean it's like every other day the shit that's getting talked about and then we're dealing with it just it's a bombardment you know it's crazy how much you know everything's more expensive you ain't got as much of everything that you used to have options aren't available everything's deteriorated you go to get you some food at a fast food joint there's only like two people ever working in any of the places except chick-fil-a where they got like 15 people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we love you, Chick-fil-A. I ain't mad at Chick-fil-A. I'm just saying, like, Chick-fil-A don't ever
1: have a staffing problem. Ever. But you're going to maybe fucking they, Wendy's. Maybe they're taking care of their employees to a greater degree than these other shit shoveling and there's and kind corporations. Of a, there's
0: kind of a weird satisfying uncomfortableness when they say it's my pleasure. You know, it's kind of like... This it's kind of got a little your different. <laughs> it's you, like, it's you're not that, even that excited. And you got forced <laughs> to do it. And even if it's weird, like if you sell it really good, it's like, okay, yeah, it was. And then like, if you don't sell it really good, it's like, oh, you were forced to do it. Take mm-hmm. that shit. Like, it's not, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. It's my pleasure. It's like, oh, it was. Absolutely. Uh, but no, they never shortage the Chick-fil-A. But everything in general just is road suck. You know, just everything is just uh you know the expectations are just constantly being lowered for for what we're supposed to experience as americans and i think it gets lost because we got sports we got movies we got all these distractions all these things that we can latch on to uh you don't and,
1: even have to go out anymore you can stay no. in your house and if you don't want to deal with the unpleasantness of a society that is anarchy you can literally the
0: anarchy work from home you can play your you can have all your fun from home you can have your
1: food delivered to you with 30 foot gates around your home you're not interacting with your community in any way shape or form
0: and that's how they're able to thrive they being the, the establishment the corporatocracy the you know, the groups that, that are dictating what where we're pushing our country and why it's being pushed in the way that it is, is it's designed to do that. You have to break a country's soul in order to be able to take them over. And you would never be able to just come in and fight Americans and take us. And even as they keep weakening the next generation, the next generation bombarding them with all these different propaganda things about your gender and about the you know, hating your parents and misinformation and, you know, all these different things that get thrown at kids. Don't don't teach them. the. It's like I was talking to my daughter. I was like, you know, I said, is it weird that, you know, did you know that the first slave owner in America was black? And she was like, no, I didn't know that. She said, I said, did you know that there were white slaves? She said, I do think I knew that. I said, well, you probably hear that from me. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was like, but I said, you know, I didn't know that until I was an adult. I didn't know that. And it's like, why in the curriculum that gets taught to Americans, are we not talking about the fact that multiple races of people were slaves and slave owners? This wasn't an exclusively white thing.
1: Well, and the fact that some of the first people to fight against slavery as a concept were Caucasian.
0: Right. Had to be. I mean, it would have to have been, you know what I mean? But the idea that it wasn't not mainly, but obviously as most things are in coordination with white people and black people coming together, but with white people being the ones who had that upper hand in those societies, it took them to be like, no, this is wrong. And we're sick of it. And we're going to do something about it. We're going to change it. But it's all about that divisiveness to, to be able to be corrupt and, have bank runs and then have tax taxpayers refunded and pay them back. Uh, Be able to go from a situation where we're with Donald Trump, where we have nothing new coming in as far as international conflict to the point now to where it seems almost common, common parlance, common discussion that we're going to be in a war, a a world war with Russia, China, and everybody. And it, our leaders don't take it seriously. Joe Biden's biggest push is that he's about to sign an anti-gun bill. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, it's it's like code red every day, essentially. And we got this dude can't even formulate a sentence or have a conversation.
1: It's to a point where you're concerned about if we have enough time to get to the point where... We don't end up in this war that's being funded by the corporatocracy. You know, they want this to occur. This is what they're pushing. This is what the media is selling all day, every day. You know, could there not be peace? Could we not be, you know, civil with each other? Has it gone beyond that point? Like, you know, at what? how many poor folk have to die in this war for these elitist whether it's Putin or the leader of NATO whoever the shadow government is that is pushing this agenda in Ukraine
0: and it's not even shadowy at this point unfortunately like because think about it if you think about any of the public figures that speak about the war how many of them are like Pe- "Let's peace let's talk peace let's figure this out peacefully how many times do you hear that Fox News CNN any of them How often do you hear that? You hear it mainly on internet news and podcasts. And I've heard Donald Trump say it. And I've heard Putin say it. But you listen to any of our leaders talk about it, Democrat or Republican, it's bombs, war, support, money,
1: support, bombs, money. It's the way it's gone. And it's crazy because we are in opposition to that Actively, like this, this broadcast right now. Most Americans in don't want it, and that's what I that. say. It's not
0: even shadowy at this point because most people, I would imagine, things like us, they don't want a new war with anybody. We're done with that. We're already sending
1: fucking billions and billions to Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, I think we all would love for there to be peace, but you also can't be pushed back.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, it's kind of like, what, you know, I, I keep talking shit about it, but it's just time to put up or shut up, man. Some kind of a rally or something. Even if there's 10 people there, five people, I don't care. But just to get people together Pro to peace. think about it. would
1: be so lovely to get a diverse group of people from all over Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. yeah. You know, Southern Indiana area together for peace, for anti-war, you know, you'd think that there'd be a lot of people with similar agendas out there, but I think that, you know, based on who was running it, you'd have people not come or, you know, it's kind of a, I can't support the people that I'm going against, right? Like they have a different reason for wanting peace. So I can't support their peace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's so odd how you can see. And this is what I was going to talk to you about. Uh, what we kind of talked about pre-podcast was, and here's something actually about U.S. Reaper drone downed over Black Sea, an incident with Russian jet. This is from Zero Hedge. Major incident involving U.S. military drone is being widely reported as happening over the Black Sea on Tuesday with a NATO source telling AFP, uh there's been an incident quote and in that an investigation is ongoing western military sources identified that a us made reaper drone may have crashed for as yet unknown reasons uh there's a quote something happened but we don't have confirmation that the drone has been shot down an investigation is underway one of the two western sources who confirmed an incident told afp so yeah
1: Again, it just keeps escalating. It keeps. So my question is: is that in our airspace or their
0: airspace? If it's Black Sea, I think. If it's water, I don't know if I don't know if it's international waters or if I don't know. I don't know. Either honestly, way, it's, honestly, it's, I'm not sure, it,
1: but it's yeah, propelling not or X. Ex- escalating oh look they're talking about it right here on the uh infowars.com with uh owen schroyer Schroyer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) but no so my what i was going to get to before i saw that was so it leads to the question of of why why is it that you get celebrities and you get people to support things that you openly know is is evil essentially because what we're talking about is murder Right. Mm-hmm. Same with abortion. And we'll talk about abortion a little with the Chris Rock thing, but abortion, gun rights, uh, all these things, these are all inherent in something about our country that was founded is with guns. It's about protection and defense and even offensive need be against, you know, tyrants, uh, foreign and domestic, uh, as far as the right to to kill babies or whatever it is, you know, saying that's an individual's right medically. Again, death is involved with that. And we're talking about war. Nothing more deadly than war ultimately. But you see this get sold to the masses as support this cause for good, all the while you're being championed to support death, right? Mm-hmm. The death of the baby in the sense of the abortion. The death of people who can't support themselves and getting killed by tyrants ultimately and taken over. Uh, death of people who are involved in war civilians soldiers all of the like death 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 and it's like well, why is all of this support getting rallied around death if some kind of evil thing doesn't exist right i mean i don't what that is i don't know you know whether you want to get philosophical or religious or whatever spiritual i don't know i don't know what it is but you can't it's hard to not recognize that there's deceit that's happening because we have free will as people obviously
1: it's the apple
0: right but we're constantly being dangled with an apple and whether it's to distract you whether it's to encapsulate you into something that they want to hold you into almost like the gel that the the human beings come out of in the matrix when they get red pilled and they come out and it's like what the he looks around and everybody's a battery basically Mm -hmm. it's like you know what is that where does that come from is it just bad people is it is it a devilish thing is it a a negative in the universe then just the universe has got that negativity because there's is it what is it right is it is it it, right is it uh what is it david Icke always says the reptilian people
1: (laughs) they're the the ones who are
0: taking over and controlling everything so i mean i but it's like if you look at it if you kind of take a step back and look at all these common hot topics that that we fight over and that we're divided over a lot of it is involving death and darkness and and it's like why do we see all these people that we're supposed to champion and support uh, we should love Black Lives Matter. And then you look at the areas where Black Lives Matter is huge, and they've implemented policies, and it's been had a negative impact on the black community, then tied to the corruption that you've seen in that where the, the higher ups in Black oh, Lives Matter, bought houses got, Yeah, and, the money right. that
1: got donated to that cause, like a lot of nonprofits. Uh, just to let you all know, the CEOs of nonprofits still make a lot of money oh yeah you know they their salary as long as the the books are zero at the end of the year you know evened up they have an excuse and they made no profit for that year right you know that doesn't mean that they didn't pay their employees you know i think non-profits can be used in a good way if we were to build a lot of companies and You know, industries, even as nonprofit industries, just to support the everyday worker in a, uh, I like DAOs just because I'm into the crypto thing and like Bitcoin and how Bitcoin could be implemented in the future. Right. But a, a decentralized autonomous organization where everybody's getting paid Like what they're worth in an industry, whether it's trucking or delivery or fast food, you know, it's very, it's very unionization, really everybody getting their fair share of the the total pie. And you could run them all as nonprofit organizations in the same way. But right now, a lot of nonprofit organizations have a lot of money going to the very, very top of the nonprofit organization Uh, and a very little bit of money going to the very bottom of the nonprofit
0: organization. Right. No, I mean, essentially, it's kind of like you got to play the game. I mean, if you want to do it, they're taking advantage of it. Uh, There's just like with tax breaks, you know, there's different ways that you can process and do your taxes that fully legal. Right. But if you don't know what those loopholes are, what those things are, that's why it's ironic when it gets sold to the masses that, oh, we're going to make some changes to the taxes to give you this or that. And it's like more regulation only means how good is your lawyer to help you get through it and who ultimately is. Am I going to benefit because they just wrote a new law? Usually not. the
1: tax code should be three pages long and instead it's flat it, tax, it's pretty much. More reading than any individual in the United States of America yeah. does in a year. It
0: wouldn't understand it to save their life. You could read it six times and probably have there'd be a lot of it. You'd be like,
1: eh. "Does that say what I think it's saying?" Right? Like, can I do this here? Right. Yeah. So I mean, it goes back to you know the Dave Chappelle stand-up where he's talking about when Trump won the masses when he was like, you know. If you hate the tax code so much, change it. But I know you won't because your don- donors and the people that back you benefit from these tax loopholes the same way that I've been benefiting. So, right. you know, you're trying to put it off on me. We're all jumping over the same hurdles. Yeah, You're just... Let's knock all the hurdles down and let the little guy do it. But y'all don't want to let the little guy do it. The little guy being able to get ahead on because it's not about being fair. That's bad business.
0: It's not about being fair. It's about creating a system where they, the proverbial they, can thrive and and you know take one over on us to get it out of our pockets. The middle class
1: and Bitcoin poses a direct threat to their ability to manipulate your funds in whatever way they need to be able to manipulate your funds they are gonna present the cbdc as their next move oh for sure that's why they
0: already had that soft little run of it to just get it out there so they can have something to talk about if and when it comes up and as this bank run continues to happen it seems like it's going to be a lot more uh it'll be sooner than later Potentially, I don't know. I, I hear some stuff like actually even him talking about it. He was like, you know, I'm just not sure that they really fully want this thing because they're not showing it in certain ways. But, you know, as we talked about on the last one, I believe, or maybe just in regular conversation, that meme that goes around that shows the guy running and then it shows a the guy chasing him with a knife.
1: Mm-hmm. But then
0: it shows further back. It shows you can see into a camera that's showing it and the camera, showing it as the guy who's running is actually holding his knife. that against the other guys. So it's about that perception and you know maybe they just don't want to give the perception right now that that's it because they don't want to create that panic. Maybe they're not ready to roll well, out a, the CBDC, but it's close. There's a lot of people
1: that are going to push back against CBDCs, like all the patriots that have been talking about it. My grandfather who's been t- he who doesn't trust Bitcoin because of the very fact that it's digital. Right doesn't and he's really not going to trust the CBDC but right. it's like you're going to have to choose between one or the other because the federal government is going to force the dollar bills out of existence right. in your tangible hand everything that our grandparents were warning us about with them coming after our everyday ability to interact with each other right they are doing right now Bitcoin is the one thing that you and I can still have peer-to-peer transaction. That and they can't touch, it It can be essentially autonomous and they can't manipulate. You know, they're going to present it as the devil. It's going to be worse than going to the hospital without a mask on while you were sick during COVID. Right. Yeah. To see your dying mother or uncle.
0: Yet another evil thing. Like, think about that. Like, Do you think that most people that had to endure that, if given the choice, hey, look, you're gonna take a risk, but you can go be around this person as they die with COVID? How many, how many, how close to 100 percent do you think that's gonna be of people that would say, "Yep, I'm in there. I don't give a fuck. They're gonna, they got it. I'm there. If it's gonna be, I'm gonna be with them the last days of their life. I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Like it, but we weren't even given the choice. Again, it's evil. You know, and and again, talking about feeding us into this war where we're we're over there fighting in a country they're already embezzling and fucking practically stealing our tax dollars to keep this thing going as long as they have, and it's just not good enough. It's just not. I think it was Lindsey Graham. We're gonna push. We're gonna push for uh, regime change out there in Russia. We won't get rid of Putin. What are you talking about? Why? For what? What is he doing to you?
1: Yeah. And break nuclear weapons treaties that have been in place for 70 years that put us back into the situation where we're talking about World War III.
0: Right. And I mean, and it, you know, again, with Trump, we were in a, a good spot. We had what minimal conflict. He dropped some bombs in Syria, a couple. Couple of big ass bombs in Syria. That was it. No new conflicts. In fact, you know, mended some fences and improved some conflicts. But it just goes back to the Joe Biden. You know, this corrupt dude. And it really comes down to how good is the propaganda. How how scared can they get people? Uh, although bank run sucks. It's terrible. I don't know that it's enough to scare everyday people like that. But maybe. I mean at least a percentage of people it is.
1: I would like to know what the percentage of America is with a bank that is small enough that the FDIC so the insurance is oh under twenty five or two hundred and fifty thousand. Cause that's the silicon valley bank their fdic insurance was like for two hundred fifty thousand per depositor i think right yeah um and so if that hits banks across america the same way it's hitting those banks in silicon valley right now it could be an issue for everyday americans
0: i'm pretty sure i heard them say today and maybe it was on one of these reese report videos um that there is Percentage-wise, the FDIC has about, I think it was less than 2% of assets to cover the amount of debt that it has. It's got several hundred millions or hundred billion, and the debt is in the trillions. Fractional reserve banking. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's part of the corruption that's got us to the point where we are. Everything deteriorated. Everything worse. In this expectation, you know, it's almost like Bernie Sanders during the debate. Oh, we got too many things, too many things on the shelves. We we don't need all of these things, you know, talking about too many deodorants or whatever. Uh, it's the deterioration of America, moving it one step closer to some kind of form of socialism, some type of you know, evil shit like that
1: that we don't want. Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin bitcoin's going to be the thing that incentivizes peer-to-peer banking um instead of needing this big backing from a institution like the federal reserve or whoever you're going to depend on mathematics and decentralized software that is backing dollar bills you right now you could still have a bank run on bitcoin in a similar way but there are holders of bitcoin that are never going to get rid of their bitcoin so you, people can try and push the well, price down yeah, as much as i was going to say if they start selling it like
0: that it's just going to drive the price down which will make other people want to buy, buy it, it.
1: Yeah. They're just gonna buy it up. People, there are people sitting there waiting today for that's people why it's to up now. Their, right? yeah. Oh, everybody was selling it on the day that SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, mm-hmm. went under. Yeah, Bitcoin went up six grand. So it had been holding, holding, holding right at uh twenty thousand dollars since it crashed from sixty nine, you know. I don't remember what the lowest point it got to, maybe 15, and then it had been steady at 20. This bank went under, people liquidated, and more people bought it that day thinking exactly what you know they should be thinking. It's a good way to exit out of this uh, artificially inflated currency that we have that is the dollar bill. You know, I want yeah. America to flourish. I don't necessarily need the Fed to flourish. I don't necessarily need the politicians of America to flourish. I want the yeah. everyday individual in America to flourish. I want us to be receiving the value that we put out into the world and that value not being siphoned off into, you know, billionaires' pockets for another it sounds kind of like this sounds like what aoc would have said before she got into office and then sold out to everybody (laughs) but about the climate (laughs) okay guys like listen here's really what we got to focus on because the world's going
0: to end in 12 years or eight years whatever she said that was that ridiculous statement she said our
1: dollars are losing value today though oh no that's i mean that's yeah it's a little different than the climate changing and we're gonna lose our seed level and whatnot but no, i think there's far
0: more merit to what you're saying i mean and it and it's ironic that you know the what ultimately people need to succeed is some type of fiscal responsibility like in order to be able to get the things you want. You got to be able to maintain your shit, you know, as good as possible budget. And, but we live in a country that's constantly bankrupt. You know, we're constantly running in the negative. Um, and we, we operate with leaders that know that knowingly know that and still ask for more money for pointless things
1: It's because we know we'll go to war
0: because the level of corruption is, is outstandingly bad. It's, it's terrible. And I think that they, they obviously think America is, Americans are stupid. They really do. I mean, we didn't really say we would talk about it, but the best example I can think of is the fact that you can I see. I didn't say
1: Americans are stupid. That no, I'm saying <laughs> none no, the
0: establishment, the, you know, the the corporatocracy, whomever you want to call them. We love
1: you, America.
0: Well, wow, we love, I, I give most Americans credit, but I think that I, I feel like, well, I guess what I mean is I, I, I empathize, maybe sympathize. I understand, you know, I was, again talking to Charlene today I was like it I was like it's a lot man it's so much shit you know with the, with the New Albany shit there's just so much and it's it's just like it's bombardment constantly and it just is consistently getting worse so I can understand why people why the fucking guy in the matrix to keep going back to it goes back and he's like the steak I know it's not real but it just tastes so good I miss it you know I, I understand but at the same time We need some people that are going to do something about it or it's just going to get
1: worse. A steak purchased with Bitcoin from your local farmer tastes a thousand times better than a steak purchased with a dollar bill from your local Kroger or Walmart, hands down. (laughs) <laughs> she Charlene said she saw me today that said it's uh,
0: Steak and blowjob day today, I guess. So holy yeah, I shit. I know. Bro. I was like, damn, I why really I, that shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know such a day existed. Tell me about it. But yeah, that's that's a good day. It's just pie day, but not, I guess now it's also steak and blowjob day.
1: I think that uh, Chris Rock would sign off on Steak and Blowjob. Right? Yeah. He yeah. seems like an individual after watching his stand up the other night where he was talking about how many girls he had uh, influenced into getting abortions throughout his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was he weird, sounds you know? like a, a fan of Steak and BJs. It was different. I don't know.
0: I, uh, I'd heard about it a little bit and. I know she wasn't real impressed with it. She was like, eh, I didn't. She's like, especially the bit about abortion. She was like, I wasn't real. And I I thought it was kind of interesting, actually, because so if you haven't seen it, Chris Rock in his his stand up special does a a bit about abortion. And he said he said a couple of things I thought that were interesting. So he said that first off, he's like, it's killing a baby let's not sugarcoat it and call it anything else <laughs> it's killing the baby which is very very it's not a pro- fetus right. it's not
1: a baby until it's come out of her right whatever we right. want to PR yet another PC. imaginary
0: line that you can't really cross or define you know just like with when is it a baby and not a baby now we don't even call it a baby until it's breathing air or whatever You know just to dehumanize it again just to to paint death in a prettier light like it's it's inherently evil but you know that's he starts by saying he's pro-choice which you know i guess if you are the opposite of that you could say that means he's pro-abortion right you're not supposed to say that "That doesn't mean pro-abortion but whatever that's exactly what it means so him him saying he's pro choice and then saying it's killing a baby those two don't usually go together that's like oil and water especially the modern you know, abortion movement. It paints the hypocrisy. Well, yeah, and it and it humanizes it, which is what they opposite. I op, want the opposite of that. Just like they don't want people. Some people are trying to pass bills where you have to uh, do like a 3D or you have to do a sonogram or whatever. See the baby. Yeah. Before you make a decision. Oh no, you can't do that because they understand that people will see the baby and right as a fucking baby in right. my
1: stomach.
0: Um. So it's uh, it's interesting that he did that and then also how he just harped on it he was like you know i'm all about killing babies i kill so many babies you know and he's like i'm even up for once they're born up to four years old we're killing the baby like you know he he took it to the max
1: yeah he's pushing the hollywood you know agenda like they probably would or maybe he's accentuating. Maybe that's his way of saying that he thinks it's bullshit the way that they're operating that, currently. To me, that part
0: of it was, was masterful because I feel like you could walk away from it on either side of it and being like, I don't, I don't know if I like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like either way it was cause I mean, I thought I didn't, I got it cause it, it was like, Oh, he's going a little heavy on it, but it was, I don't, it takes so much to offend me. Forget about it. Like it's just not going to happen. But
1: Nick, constantly offends me <laughs> so i can't imagine what offends nick on a regular basis
0: but but you know I, but i i thought it was intriguing because it was like wow here he's talking about that shit like yeah, that, and you're not supposed to do that and what's even now what was gross to me is when he invokes his daughters you know and he's like i think i want my daughters to grow up in a society mm. where they got the opportunity to make this decision if they want it's like come on man like You know you ain't you ain't about that, but it was funny too. Don't let broke dicks come inside you. Like that was, you know, it's like make better
1: decisions. Again, not a fucking pro-choice kind of stance. Cause oh no, that's that's placing blame on the victim. Just because he's a broke motherfucker and she allowed him to come inside of her doesn't mean that it's her fault. She didn't know he was a broke motherfucker before the fact. Right. But you know, you getting back to his daughters. You know, he was very pro-choice for his daughters while he pushed a message, whether it was joking or not, about, you know, influencing a numerous amount of women to not choose to have a baby. So that's just as choice as choosing to have an abortion. So he nudged. Right, women after women after women to have these abortions, right. while advocating for his daughters to be able to, you know, everything for thee and or what is the saying, all for me and none for thee. You know, I Something want like my, that. my none family. for thee, all for me. I don't know. I get what you're you saying. You get what I'm saying, though. Like yeah, it would it be was,
0: the interesting question would be: So, Chris Rock, uh, of all these abortions that you're boasting about, how many of them were completely? Uh, consentful and how many of yeah. them were okay? Get the abortion. I'll give you five hundred million dollars. You know, whatever he paid or whatever. Right. <laughs> I'll give you fifty thousand dollars. Oh
1: well, he continues to go on and say how much money he spent on pussy his entire life. That's all he's, he's ever like, spent his money. He on. said he didn't spend a yeah. dollar on anything else in his entire <laughs> life right. but pussy. But to get some pussy, yeah. you know. So you got yeah. the pussy and then you paid the pussy to go get an abortion after you got the pussy yeah. like that's kind of gross bub
0: yeah not it but again and it kind of what's amazing about it is that it again it paints it in a light that you're not really supposed to paint abortion <laughs> no. in you're not supposed to you know it ain't supposed to be that kind of thing it's supposed to be empowering and beautiful
1: now to give chris rock some love the shit he did about will smith and was J. Good. that shit was i like hilarious. that that the being single shit was
0: good like he had there were the towards the end of it it was solid you know and i understand black comedians cuz look every comedian goes after every race of people and i think it's fine but it was like man some of the shit he was going on on about white people it was like my god like I don't the, know.
1: The Megan Markle stuff where he was that hitting was on, funny on she was like or he said that ain't racist shit. That's some in-law shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
1: He's like, you didn't know the royal family was racist?
0: Those what? Oh gee, racist. It's right? <laughs> like, what? Everybody knows that. Nah, I mean, he he definitely it was, it was okay. It was solid. It,
1: uh, I don't know if it was my favorite one of his, but it was. It was I, decent. I enjoyed it. You know, I watched it a couple times because I. He you know,
0: caught heat, I think, for the Will Smith thing. Talking about he watched Emancipation just to see him get to beat see up, him get
1: whipped. <laughs> I think mean, that shit's hilarious. It's amazing. Who I can mean, say that shit's not funny? I get it. It's a slave movie. We're not supposed to laugh at the slave getting beat, but I mean, it's Chris Rock, and he's making a hilarious. joke at the actor right. that is. We're sensitive.
0: Yeah, it's, but it, yeah, no, that, there was some good shit for sure at the end of it, and, and you know, again, the 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 point why we cover entertainment so much is that, uh, at least in my opinion, I think perception is huge, and I think, again, as we talked about, about the war and about these other things that drive this kind of dark, you know, energy or this darkness that they paint as, you know, beauty and amazing, which is exactly what, you know, the the, the devil gets described as doing, is, you know, enticing you and Um, but they, these people, these, you know, comedians and, uh, actors and athletes that get elevated in society, their voice matters. I mean, that's why, that's why LeBron James annoys me so bad is because it's like people listen to you and think what you say is, is, is of sound mind
1: and and educated and boy, a lot of it's not. If LeBron James would have truly spoke out against the slave labor that was occurring in China that he was benefiting from during the riots that were occurring with uh, signs popping up pro-Hong Hong Kong protests yeah, yeah. during the 2019 season, which just so happened to be right before everything shut down. Yeah, some people said it was a conspiracy theory
0: that went around a bit that this was something China might have released to... Um, to blame on or to, to divert from Hong Kong and those protesters and shit like that was to release that. I'm kind of of the mindset now, kind of tying back in the World War III thing, and then we go to the, the testimony stuff. But uh, that, that if you look at it, based off of the origins of how this thing broke down, well, I guess it kind of even ties into the Redfield thing. But based off of how COVID tied in or how it broke down, during obama's administration we were doing gain-of-function research i think in north carolina is where the facility was at well it was controversial people didn't like it so he shut it down well either knowingly or unbeknownst to him they moved that research to wuhan china and then through a company through a company they funded the research and so on right so i don't Whether Obama was truly against it and they went behind his back and did it because Fauci gets paid by other people that influence him, or was it all just a part of the whole same idea? I'm not sure. But either way, the process was that, you know, it started here. They were doing the research. It got moved to Wuhan. And part of what came out in the testimony from Redfield, who again was a former director of the CDC, uh, was that in his opinion in order to classify something as gain of function it's either got to increase its transmissibility or how it can uh how it can um i guess be sent to other people like can it go from one species to another is one way but then also how much can it transmit amongst the others and he was like and to change that and to alter that he was like that's that's essentially gain of function to look at the virus if you know you're somebody of him who's a virologist <laughs> who would ah, actually but, know what the right, fuck they're looking right at? uh you know and this was something that came out within months of covid when it first came out this research happened in india and then they got shut down but he said if you look at it he said the way that some of these things have been the way that it looks it just looks like it's been altered because it's weird how it says it allegedly came from bats and it crosses over to humans he said there's nothing that we can really identify that shows it and then also if you look at it there's nothing that shows that it's going back to bats or the bats are getting it or have it so you know there's a lot of red flags so his testimony was huge he essentially blew the lid off he said he thought fauci lied about it he said i can't tell you his intentions but i do think gain of function research was happening in wuhan uh they asked did he think that uh the gain of function research in general, was good. Uh, He's like, you know, I I believe that people that work on it believe it's good wholeheartedly. He said, and they were like, what do you think that it's helped prevent us from having any type of epidemics or any type of outbreaks? And he said, I actually think it's complete opposite. You know, I think it's created probably the worst one that we've ever, you know, witnessed in our lifetime. And this is a man that was on the CDC's head He was the head of it. Yeah, he was the head of it and he even during his testimony talks about how he felt kind of uh i don't want to say blacklisted but like he was kept out of the loop on things because i guess of course when they, he got he gets in there with Fauci and Burks and whoever else was on there with them they start to see what his his opinion is on some of these things now whether he's being honest or not i guess is you know completely up to whether or not you find him credible but there
1: will be movies made about this man probably, in the future
0: probably because he talks about how he thought that it needed to be looked at researched more and to see what happened in Wuhan how it looked like it was manipulated uh so i mean at least what he testified you know he seemed like he was he was in uh opposition of quite a few things that they were trying to do which is probably also why he ultimately got forced out or resigned uh so it was just it was and again it's, it all just kind of it kind of falls flat a little bit like they you don't it it
1: didn't get a lot on the mainstream news you know of course it didn't get a lot on the mainstream news they don't want to talk about a, a certified somebody that was a part of the government a part of the people that were supposed to be protecting us that is in opposition to what they were censoring major players they censored the president of the united states of america yeah you know the twitter files just came out they they filed a lawsuit right against this or to send to the supreme court in the last couple of days
0: twittered in who
1: did uh the, some people on behalf of the twitter files i'm pretty sure oh against them that are against them that are for the twitter files i'm, I'm i uh, heard about it i guess i don't know oh uh, well maybe i'm mistaken well, I mean, but he, he might not be just because I, I don't i just I don't remember hearing about it but either way you know we had make the president of the united states of america being censored on some of the main channels of information in this country like yeah. if you look at ratings and uh usage you know these are major channels of information that were being blocked from the American people. Yeah, and Twitter it's not like Twitter was making money necessarily, but it's
0: crucial because of its its function. it's it's key. And that's why they shut Trump down, Jones and all these people is because it's, they were effective, it's effective. To. It's effective. Yeah. And that's actually leads into part of the other testimonials either bef- the day before or after. Uh, the Redfield testimony was uh Matt Taibbi and another journalist were talking about the Twitter files and the overreach of the government. And oh, maybe that's where I was going. Maybe well, <laughs> well, and it's just it's interesting when you watch it. Um, you know, like the just the attack on free speech and the lack of care or respect for it. Like there was mostly Democrats, a couple that were trying to kind of wean out who his sources were on some things and. It got to the point where Jim Jordan jumped in. He was like, are you trying to get his sources from him? He's a journalist. Like, And then the lady during her speech, the uh, what they call the ranking member, who's essentially like second in charge mm-hmm. from the, the lesser party, in this instance, it'd be the Democrats. Um, she, she says a so-called journalist during her opening speech. And it's just the level of condescension and disrespect that they have for people that don't Agree with them, mm-hmm. and it's like this dude's a Democrat. Matt Taibbi's a Democrat. The other guy, a Democrat, openly admitted he voted for Joe Biden. That's why and Elon
1: gave it to him was because they're known right. like, Democrats.
0: Isn't it obvious? Would he could he been, get the same reaction if he gave it to Alex Jones or Tucker Carlson? No, because absolutely, <laughs> people be like,
1: immediately, oh, Alex Jones is talking about some dumb shit again. Right, immediately discredited
0: to some people because they just they don't have the the thought process. So yeah, he. And this, this goes back to showing cancel culture and that whole thing. It just eats itself. That's why you got to have some type of a standing to be able to say no. And that's what the First Amendment supposed to be. It's supposed to be, I'm protected. I can do this. I can talk about this. If I'm a journalist, I'm, I don't have to tell the government who I'm getting my information from. It's none of your fucking business. None of your business. Because I'm here to keep you in check. You ain't supposed to like me. And I ain't supposed to like you necessarily. And when we do start liking each other,
1: that's a problem. Oh, I hate watching the uh, White House news briefings with, uh, what's her name? Oh, Jean-Pierre. Oh, she kills me because she just <laughs> has no desire to give any inf- I mean, I guess all of the... You know, representatives that have done that job have been similar where they're not trying to share more than what they're supposed to share. Go back and watch Kayleigh
0: McEnany when she did it for Trump. She was a beast. She was a beast. Because, like, you know, again, everything for Trump was hostile, right? So they're constantly foisting shit at her and she just be deflect. She was good. She was good. (laughs) She was good. But no, I mean, I do think to a degree, yeah, you got to be able to just get up there and bullshit a little bit. But also, if you're in intelligent and you're aware of the issues you're dealing with you could have a pretty decent conversation about it and maybe not answer specific questions about details but you could at least navigate through without looking like a moron (laughs) i don't know i mean she just she's just not good at it um you know she's she's just not good at what she is supposed to be doing so no i get that she is very frustrating to watch but um with Taibi though, I, I'm trying to think of some highlights about it, but there was just so much where he was talking about just the different levels of corruption, uh, how closely the FBI and all these other agencies were working with Twitter, and how the Democrats would try to. Which need, kid? you hungry? Yeah, uh, you can text me the uh, where the Democrats were trying to justify why these agencies would need to be in communication with them or how the agencies would make suggestions about accounts for them to look at. And then those accounts would, would get blocked and how they would try to not connect those dots and act like that's not a problem. So in, and I'm not just ragging on Democrats. In in
1: some ways you need that oversight. You'd like the thought of the FBI, like telling Twitter to look at these profiles that are, Involved in trafficking of some sort or these other scenarios. Well, yeah, they might if it's have that more information, right. But, but if it's a fine line between the two, is it what, not what a lot of the things that they were pointing out, which, again,
0: this is coming from the Republican side of it was. Is it normal for FBI to try to police companies uh, terms and services? cuz like they would probably <laughs> they would send it to them they would be like hey, I think these people are uh they're messing they're you know breaking your right. terms of services yeah. and and weirdly enough it would be political people talking about covid or talking about january 6th or talking about anything that they don't want you to talk about how now they're blocking people who are talking about bank runs on social media
1: talk about whatever you want but talk about bitcoin it's the most fun (laughs) sure but until they don't like bitcoin so much that they don't want to let you talk about it i'm still going to talk about it and i hope y'all will still talk about it when they don't want us to talk about it when they don't want us to talk about it is when we should talk about it the the most. most exactly
0: and that's um That's that's exactly what uh, free speech is all about is not we wouldn't need free speech if we all agreed free speech is there for unprotected speech, unpopular speech. That's a thousand percent what it's there for. I definitely would never support Nazis or the KKK or any racist anybody but they have the right to say their racist shit if they you want to. You would
1: punch a Nazi in the face if he said some Nazi shit in front of you, but you understand that he, he has, has the, the right. right to say it, but he's got the right to deal with the consequences right. of it. because light is the best disinfectant. you know
0: what I mean? So to, to be able to see that nastiness, you want to be able to see it out in public. And that's what, again, you know, tie back in that the darkness, that's the evil part of it is that, you know, it gets sold or it gets moved as being something it is just not. So it it was it was good to see both of those guys testify, but it, at the same time, you know you you wish at least from my perspective. what we talk about when we do is you wish to see it have a bigger impact on people, or like maybe see it on Facebook, a couple people post about it, or you know, but it eh, not really, not really much of anything on it.
1: Give the PDKU podcast a share. Get a sound clip off of the show, post it somewhere, post it anywhere, post it everywhere. Yeah, get it out there. You know what I mean? And again, you want some topics?
0: There's anything you want to do? Hit us up uh, either on our Twitter at PDKU Podcast or on our uh, email at PD or our PDKU Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. You know, we want to get out there and do something about it. Talk about it at the minimum. Share it. Let people listen to it. Get it out. That was our
1: little minute and a half clip for y'all, right there. We yeah. hope you liked it. <laughs> Back into the the issues, uh, yeah. Bitcoin is gonna be the main resource for working towards a peer to peer economy.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and it it it's almost like um a modern day barter system kind of you know it's close it sounds like it's closer to that than than what we have now which is you know basically now at this point it's monopoly money i mean they are the the corruption is so rampant it's so bad that our money is it's bullshit i mean it's it's ridiculous i could not even imagine comparing the prices of a piece of gum now versus a piece of gum you know when i was 10 or fucking seven whatever you know it just
1: before we got off the gold standard for
0: sure yeah yeah i mean and it's i don't know i think it what's kind of interesting is it it looks like no matter what kind of system you create unless you got strong people to keep it in check and respect it even capitalism is fallible you know and it and it's like, oh, well, socialism is terrible. Well, clearly, you know, because it's got a, ter- But, you know, as we're looking at... And I guess this isn't true capitalism is the problem.
1: This you know, is some, crony capitalism. Right.
0: Somewhere along the way, somebody <clears throat> bit, the, bit the apple and then it just deteriorated from there. So to say that there's no such thing as slippery
1: slopes is clearly not right. I think that we're going to have another clip here in a second. It would be interesting yeah. for us to find who... Bit the apple, so we might touch on that in this uh, upcoming episode. That might be hard, who but bit yeah. the apple
0: because, like, I I like to think that at least from what I understand, I, I it, think I already have my guess that it it started around when JFK was assassinated. But then you think about it, it's like it it was probably even probably even closer to around when like the fucking Federal Reserve was started, nineteen
1: thirteen. Who was the president? Oh, you think you're going that deep? I'm I mean, going to the gold standard, but maybe I with mean, the possibly. Federal Reserve that's a good argument we'll have to do a little uh, yeah
0: because initially i'm thinking jfk's assassination is a turning point that's where it all you know you get johnson comes in and just full corruption and just but then it's like eh, well i mean if you look at it the federal reserve came in in 1913 and shortly thereafter was the great depression so are we in a situation where well the world economic forum
1: gathered right after the nixon watergate stuff that happened
0: and that's another thing look at what nixon did compared to what we got going on with the biden administration and all of this like it it so pales in comparison like give me a fucking break like what nixon did is nothing compared to what we hear about more documents are the other day too, joe biden they got more classified doc- they found somewhere else. They found more Biden yeah. documents. Yeah. Oh but it, my, it, it God, got swept under guy, the rug. It got swept under the rug because, you know, it's it's uh bank runs and economy collapses and World War Three, all of those fun things. Yeah. I don't
1: even remember what No, nah, know.
0: <laughs> so we're operating outside of some different parameters with how we're recording it. Uh so we'll ultimately you know, I think what we've come to conclude with the episode is that ultimately what we're looking at is trying to determine how can we fight the power. Uh, I guess as you were talking about as we were off, camera, off mic trying to get this figured out, you know, I've been talking a lot about evil today. But, I mean, it just – to try to get people to, to just look at it from a different perspective, to try to think why are all these things lining up, like, you know, why are these people allowing our food to be so bad? Why are they allowing – you know, so just – I guess that common theme of evil and as why, I don't know if it's a religious thing. I don't know if it's a a spiritual thing or a universal thing. I don't know, but I feel like if you can recognize that there's evil there, then you also got to recognize that there should be good that will counter that and be a part of that and try to fight any kind of bad or any kind of negative that you see. And definitely no support death.
1: My God. For my star Wars fans, the Jedi, would love bitcoin <laughs> yes yes they would they would
0: so yeah yeah just you know we'll come back with it uh well actually the next one i think we'll do is gonna be about january 6th tucker carlson covered that we didn't touch on that yet but we can Some talk interesting about that footage. for sure and you know how uh really how what happened because i mean he didn't even get to release all of what he wanted to release so uh so yeah it's pretty interesting But um, we appreciate y'all listening to share it. If you like it, like it.
1: Uh, Otherwise, peace, love, all the power. And please, please don't kill us. Please don't kill us.